listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. You success took a shot. What are you gonna do now? How are you gonna kill him? You gonna become unsuccessful? Frank, we can be successful in Havana, be unsuccessful too. You can have friends. I got these niggas, Breezy. Don't worry about it. Let that bitch breathe. I used to give a fuck. Now I give a fuck less. What do I think of success? It sucks. Too much stress. I guess I blew up quick. Cause friends I grew up with see me as a preemie, but I'm not in my nuts big. I don't know what the fuss is. My career is illustrious. My rep is impeccable. I'm not to be fucked with. With shit. Let that bitch breathe. I'm way too important to be talking about extorting. Asking me for a Porsche is like asking for a coffin. Broad daylight, I off your on switch. You're not too bright. Good night, long kiss, bye bye. My reply, blah blah. Blast burner, then pass burner to tie tie. Finish my breakfast, why? I got an appetite for destruction, and you're a small fry. Now where was I? Let that bitch breathe I used to give a shit, now I don't give a shit more Truth be told, I had more fun when I was pissed poor, I'm pissed off Is this what success all about? A bunch of niggas acting like bitches with big mouths All this stress, all I got is this big house Couple cars, I don't bring half of them shits out All the say spade, I drink just to piss out I mean, I like the taste, could have saved myself six hours How many times can I go to Mr. Chow's Towels, no boo, hold up, let me move my bowels I'll shit on y'all niggas, OG, tell these boys I got shit on my nigga I got watches I ain't seen in months Apartment at the Trump, I only slept in once Niggas said over was over, such dummies Even if I fell, I land on a bunch of money Y'all ain't got nothing for me Nas, let that bitch breathe Success, McLaren, women staring My villain appearance, sacred blood of a king And my vein ain't spilling Ghetto Othello, sugar hero mellow Camaro driven Paul comes like my mom With a couple of value inside the palms <laughs> Yo <laughs> Hey, welcome to the Black Guy With Tips Podcast It's your host Rod and Karen uh, We're in the house again uh, You know, doing another episode I mean, yes, We always in the house though yeah, that's true. I guess <laughs> we're always literally in the house yes. when we do these episodes. Um, but uh, we have a very special guest this time, and this time I mean it. Unlike all those other times, I was like, oh, this person's special. Now nah, I'm just fucking with all my other guests. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have Roy Wood Jr., uh, the comedian extraordinaire. Uh, he, you might know him from RoyWoodJr.com. Maybe you saw him on Conan. Um, a few nights ago doing his uh, stand up thing to wrap up the show uh, maybe you know him on Twitter at Roy Wood Jr. all one word mm-hmm. um, maybe you remember him from last comic standing uh, yeah. where he was a finalist on that uh, that's how I actually uh, got introduced to uh, to his talents uh, say what's up to everybody Roy hey what's going on with y'all man thank y'all for having me I appreciate it they may also know me as that one brother that was in the background on that episode of 30 Rock, season 2, episode 6. Hell yeah. <laughs> in the green acting. shirt. <laughs> Black acting, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, you also, like, we were uh, looking at your website, getting more familiar. I know you do a lot of uh, prank calls. Um, and I think I, I heard you on a couple other shows doing interviews and whatnot. I think you said you're, you're, you're going to retire from the prank call business? I'm getting there, man. It's, I'm at that age now with pranks where I've got, can I cuss? Hell yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and I'm drinking. Yes, you can. We are not censored on this show, brother. I've got shit that people could sue me for now. Mm. So, it's not as much fun calling people and fucking with them when you actually have property or money. I'm not rich, but when I started doing pranks, I was 20 years old living with my mom, making $200 a week during comedy. You can't sue me. I wouldn't have cared. But now... If I call and cuss somebody out, the first thing they'll do is go, well, I'm trying to get some money from you. So, you know, I'm, I'm scaling it back. But the problem is, I have a radio show in Birmingham. And, you know, Birmingham, I came in behind Ricky Smiley. So, I'd say since 1995, this city has gotten a steady diet of prank calls every year. And it's hard to really let it go, man. It's, it's hard. It's It's fun. But I know it's something sooner or later I'm going to have to kind of scale back on doing. Kind of like how Jordan went from dunking to just kind of passing the ball and doing layups and get it back in in his career. Right. <laughs> you remember, I, remember Jordan played with the Washington Wizards? He wasn't doing all that tongue hanging out bullshit. He was, man, huh? I remember uh, Jordan got that block. Uh, he got a two-handed block uh, where he jumped up and snatched the basketball and, put, and like, touched it onto the backboard and came down with it. And that was the last highlight he ever had on the Wizards. It was... Yeah, that was, like, Jordan's last highlight. And then everything else was just him just with both of his hands on his knees just panting. Yeah. <laughs> Looking like his knees hurt. You <laughs> um, put some Tiger Bomb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, um, let me get into do real quick uh, business with the show. Of course, if you're listening to this show, you should already know this. But it's the Blackout Tips. You can find us on the blackouttips.com. That's where we keep our blog. Uh, we also have forums on the site. We have donate buttons for those of y'all that got really good tax returns and haven't spent it all yet. Um, you can always find us on iTunes where you can leave us nice five-star reviews. We read every five-star review on the show regardless of content. Yep, yep. So if you can find some type of way to make me, uh, you know, say that Lil Duvall is the best comedian of all time, that's the one way to do it. So that's that's how you get me. Um, you can go on Facebook and join our group. We're getting up there. We're almost at two thousand members yes, that uh, like like the podcast. Um, and you can always find us on Podomatic and Stitcher Radio. Make sure you guys are doing that. Uh, of course, we're both on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'll say that again. That as in D A T. And uh, of course, don't forget also. The hashtag TBGWT, that's what we're trying to use. When you guys are listening to the show and you want to tweet about it, use the hashtag so people can go, hey man, what the fuck is that? And then you can explain to them how great the podcast is and how it gets you by every morning and whatnot. Um, always email us, theblackouttips at gmail.com. And you can call the show, 704-557-0186. Leave us a voicemail. We do a feedback show on Saturdays where we read all your emails, we listen to your voicemails, and we respond to them. So, you know, if you want to get your voices heard, that's how you can do it. Yes, sir. As always, the official weapon of the show is... We believe in tasing people. That's right, the taser. And the unofficial sport is... Bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. Now, Roy, do you ever heard of bullet ball? 
Bullet ball? Yes, bullet ball. Ah, that's, that's new to me. Well, when you get a chance, you might want to YouTube. I don't know. Well, if you do prank calls, you had the right kind of sense of humor for this. Yes. Uh, it's my man, Mark Griffin. He went on this American Inventor show, and his dream was a game called Bullet Ball. And he decided to go ahead and present it to some shark investors who were trying to look for games to invest in and other products uh, from American Inventors. And he had what we like to call on the Internet an epic fail. Mm-hmm. And uh, it did not go well at all. Um, but there's some tender music as he talks about living in his car, pawning his wife's wedding ring, and uh, other struggles he went through to get to that place where he could get his dream on TV. Yes. So check that out. Uh, we have a link to it on our site. We think it's hilarious. Um, this podcast is sponsored today. Woo-hoo! Uh, today's podcast is sponsored by Dancy. Which is an audio play from Shadow Dog Productions. Uh, I've seen it several times, or not seen it, listened to it several times. Um, it's funny as hell. Yes. It's about, well, I'll let them describe it. They're not saying that Dancy is cray cray, as I like to call them. Okay. No, I don't like, crazy people don't like when you say crazy to them for some reason. I don't know if psychologists are out here telling them that that's a bad word, but. Don't ever say that to one of them to the face. Um, but they're not saying Dancy is cray cray, but she will fuck you up if you mess with her man. Uh oh. Yes, and these two two poor bastards just did. Uh-oh. That's right. Two people did something to a man, and then she's got to get revenge. I'm not gonna give you too many details. It's only 99 cents, and you can find it at shadowdollproductions.com/slash/dancy. And of course, you can find the link to it on our site, which I'll have up after the show. Um, all right, man, y'all ready to get into some fucking podcasting? I am. All right, man, I got my drink. We got Roy Wood Jr. Hold I got on, a, hold on. Hey. I, say, I got a drink too. Hey, hold on, I gotta do my 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 sponsor, man. Oh, go, go ahead, ahead brother. go ahead. My my portion of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast is brought to you by Gucci Mane Prescription Strength Lip Chap Bomb. <laughs> Do your lips split and shit when you talk <laughs> and get bloody when you bite into hamburgers? Gucci Mane prescription strength lip chapstick balm. It's the only lip chapstick balm guaranteed to moisturize your lips from the bottom outwards. You do not want to be embarrassed. You do not want to have bloody lips. Gucci Mane 1017 prescription strength chapstick lip balm. Ask for it by name, Burr. <laughs> I think that might be a first ever for okay, our you guys now. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Uh, yes, we do. And I'm sure Gucci will appreciate getting some of that as soon as he can when he gets back on the streets. Yes. Um. It's gonna win. So I get I get to work because I have a full time job. I'm not making enough money off this podcast to support myself. Not yet. So I go to work and there's an email about the refrigerator. Oh. Yeah, and it's from one of my coworkers, and he sent it to everybody. Okay. Uh, because last week there was an email about people taking shit out of the fridge that's oh, not theirs. Man, that'll make you snap. I- I've never had this happen to me, and I've never taken somebody else's shit. But, you know, I guess it would be pretty disturbing if it did. Yes, we, I, we've had that happen at my job, and it's nothing worse than everybody, you know, going about their day, you know, happy to eat their lunch. Somebody open up the refrigerator, and all you hear is cussing. I know they didn't. Take my fried chicken ham bone out of the refrigerator. You're <laughs> like, what, what is your fussing about? Fried chicken ham bone. Yes, you know how black folks eat. You know, <laughs> we're down south. 
people touch their food. Well, he left us. Uh, now, Roy, have you ever had an office job, man? No. Um, well, no, nah, no. Nah, nothing straight up like office space, Milton, TPS report type stuff. Now, nah, when I was coming up, I mostly did a lot of fast food and food service, Golden Corral, you know, stuff like that. Okay, okay. Yeah, I did that, and then uh, I was able I, I was able to, to kind of, uh, through school, get myself into some office job positions, and I kind of been in those ever since, thank God, because, you know, that grease, that grease in that fried, man, it was hot. That ain't nothing to play with. Yeah, them fries, dog, they burn. Yes, so. ain't nothing worse than you walking to the doctor's office and everybody want pancakes because you work at IHOP. <laughs> Every time you work at a food establishment, you always smell like that shit. Yes, you do. Like you can't, you can't, you can't like, help it. It's like the the smell of dreams dying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, yeah. <laughs> like anybody want some fries? Damn, I want some fries. You just like, man, I hate fries. Yes. Um. All right. So he put a letter out. It says, I figured. Since we are having some difficulties with some of us that have problems with the simple assessment of what belongs to them and what is available in the refrigerator, I would identify in advance this issue. Uh-oh. Yes. Uh, this uh, this is, like, is not going to go well. This is like those Civil War letters that Roy was talking about on Conan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he just refilled his ink. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> he says, uh, I have ginger ale in the refrigerator this morning. It clearly states my name and the word medicated. Oh, this is not a decoy. I'm preparing for my colonoscopy. Oh, and anyone that decides that a small sip would not matter, think again. Or you will be thinking this out sitting down in a room that identifies your gender. Wow. The end. <laughs> well, whoever just got up and ran to the bathroom, we know that's your ass. Right. <laughs> I don't know, man. He went hard for his ginger ale, dog. But that's a warning to the whoever drink that. Know that they're gonna be on the toilet for a while. Yeah, I'm gonna start doing this shit for anything I bring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm gonna write different surgeries on my like fruit and shit, like apple and appendicitis. I'm just like, don't fuck with that. You don't. I know. You want to tonsillectomy? Drink <laughs> <laughs> sandwich, heart medicine. Yeah, Coke Zero tonsillectomy. Oh no! Did no. you say tonsillectomy? Uh, tonsillectomy. <laughs> you know when they go. Oh, I'm gonna just start making up words. It's gonna be that tonsillectomy. Tonsillectomy. Like, oh lord, no! Oh, won't that? Whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. I think mm. I think I heard Cornell West using that word the other day. I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, so. Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day about you know cartoons when we were kids, um, cause they were they were they were kind of saying the kids today have fucked up cartoons and I don't necessarily agree. I think their cartoons are better than ours. But I do too. Whatever. I'm not jealous. I got Cartoon Network and I'm an adult. I can yes. watch them all. Fuck y'all. But um, so I I think Looney Tunes was you know of course really fucked up. We had the rapist Pepe Le Pew. Yes. You had racism with like Speedy Gonzalez, yes, Slowpoke Gonzalez, Yosemite Sam. Yeah, well, Yosemite was he might have been a racist. Yes, yes. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes, Yosemite yeah. Sam was a straight up racist. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah you could tell racist, racist, niggerish stuff. We're like, what? 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 Is what? <laughs> How do you slide slide that in there? Um, and then of course you had uh alcoholism. Remember that drunk stork? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
They never told you what was in that bottle, but now that I'm an adult, I know that nigga was drunk. It was pineapple and Malibu. <laughs> 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 he's, he's getting lit on the job. Of course, you have violence. Yeah, Taz. Remember Tasmanian Devil? Yes. Nigga was ratchet. He just, he was like the, the embodiment of ratchetness. He just rolled from tree to tree in the jungle and shit and yeah. killed Oops, people no. in the whole town. Yeah, he was yeah. terrible. But you know what, though? I'll say this about, like, you remember the black mammy that used to take care of Tom and Jerry? Yes. You gotta say this about her. She never got beat on. She always seemed happy. At least she had a good master. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and she, I mean, was, it, she was loving it was, and caring, too. Yeah, it was definitely racist as hell, but she seemed to be happy that Master Charlie never beat her. I wonder if there was any, like, outtakes of, like, Master Charlie coming home and showing us why he's so happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know she yeah. had the big black hips. Yeah, she probably had some light-skinned chick kids. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, that, like, so, yeah, you had that kind of racism in there and shit. And you know what? I, I've always wondered what her outtakes would be. I wondered, did she ever come home and drop? But, like, you know what, Tom? I'm going to whoop your ass if you don't get that mouse today. <laughs> I wonder if that's what her outfits would be like. <laughs> well, I was wondering that if... You, I wonder if how many dudes got introduced to cross-dressing and transvestites through cartoons. A lot. Because remember how much like Bugs Bunny used to dress up like a woman and shit? All the time. And they would like put them like in... he put in like two Drags, melons or something and yes. then like put on lipstick and a tight High dress heels. and then all the this allegedly heterosexual dudes in the cartoon would start wanting them. Jerry would do that too, the little mouse. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I wonder how much like how many people as kids was introduced to it like, huh that ain't that bad. Everybody does want him. Yes, and not, it ain't that bad. I see daddy do this too, so a lot of right. them might consider that as normal. Mm-hmm. I imagine a young RuPaul on yep. Saturday morning. <laughs> like, that is what I want to be. Yes. <laughs> oh, what the, uh, feel of none of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was always... Uh, I, I, I watched, like, maybe an hour. My problem with Looney Tunes is that it wasn't violent enough, man. You know, it was... It was cute for a quick laugh, but I mean, if it wasn't Daffy Duck or Marvin the Martian vaporizing niggas, I, I didn't want to watch Mm, that's true, man. Give me, give me a transformer. Give me something with a missile. Something that shoot a laser beam. You talking my language, Roy. Do, uh, do you think Marvin the Martian was the first Martian gangster? Because you know he had a gun. <laughs> he would go from planet to planet. He had a fast-ass rocket ship. Yeah. And he would just shoot niggas for no reason. Yeah, except he had that fucked yeah. up voice. It but don't matter no if you got a gun. This, this is a good point. I've only I actually saw one one time where he had some bitches. He brought uh Daffy Duck or Bugs Bunny one of them to to Mars with him, and then it was some Martian chicks that was checking him out. And I was like, whoa, what? Why does he even come to Earth? <laughs> there was no other dudes on the planet except just Marvin. I don't I don't know. That dude was weird. Very. He wanted to hang out with Bugs too bad. Too much. Bunny <laughs> um, uh, fur was looking good to that Martian. Oh, alright, so another thought I was having, because y'all remember this rapture thing just passed? Yes. You know, nobody I know made it, so I'm assuming that all y'all are heathens. 
Yep, we you all know, here together. I scheduled this show well in advance of Saturday. I'm just uh, saying. Yeah. I I was like Roy will be here. I've seen these jokes and these prank calls. <laughs> <laughs> he will be here with us. Guys, like God <laughs> needed a prank call in heaven, and like <laughs> you know, you know if Roy if Roy Wood Junior ever passes, that's like God must have needed prank calls in heaven. That's exactly <laughs> what they're going to say about me when I die. <laughs> 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 are not godly at all. <laughs> and the last thing I want is anybody saying, yeah, God wanted them up there to cuss at them like he did them old people with them pranks. <laughs> hey, no, do that. That's just not good at all. <laughs> May I speak to Jesus? Is your toilet running? I'm like, what? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Roy, is that you? Yes, he would know your name. Yes, but uh, everybody laughed off. You know this this latest guy mm-hmm. talking about the rapture coming. We all laughed at him. He was oh yeah. man, except for the people that gave him money. You know those people got taken. Um, I understand why you give him money. Like what the hell does that even? <laughs> uh. Yeah, that part didn't make sense <laughs> to me either. It's like the rapture's coming. Let me get that check. Why? If it's coming, yes. what do you need with money? Ain't we rolling? Ain't we? What do we need this for? He's like, oh, don't worry about that part. But um, and then also, you know, the Mormons, which is like the latest in, in Scientology. These are the latest discovered, quote unquote, religions, and among among the new societies or whatever, right? Yes, sir. How can we all laugh at the early? Like, religion is the only. Science where we laugh at the latest discoveries and not the old shit. Like if somebody came out and told you, "Hey man, we discovered that the Earth is actually rotating around the sun," we'd all go, "Hey, hooray for science!" But if somebody came and told you, "Like, hey, we actually discovered that it's aliens, and that's really what gave us all these these things to create the Earth," they we fuck you, you stupid. You just came up with that yesterday. Yes, and it's always been like that. Because I could imagine the first nigga to be like, you know what? The world ain't flat. If you go past that point, you won't fall off. I bet you that nigga got shot. Right? I don't know. I mean, the Jeep, like, if, if I told you what's more believable, aliens gave us whatever, Thetans and all this shit, and that's the reason that everything on the earth exists, would you find that more believable if I was just like, man, it was a hippie that could walk on water? You'd be like, I don't know. You know? <laughs> I think you were being lazy. <laughs> I think you're being creatively lazy. It's like, dude, come on, man. Quit drinking and tell me the truth. What really happened? It's no different than Santa Claus. It's like, you want to believe this magical power stuff, but honestly, you know, you just got to go, you know what, my parents are liars. There's more logical reasons. And that's, to me, that's when we start questioning religion. Is once that Santa Claus lie sinks in, maybe Easter Bunny and Tooth Fairy. And I'm like, all right, you lied about them, and they're all imaginary people. This Jesus dude, I'm going to question him too for a little while. Yeah, for all we know, he could have been a really good magician. Yeah, and you and, and the funny part about that is when you tell people quit lying to your fucking kids, everybody wants to get mad at you for being an asshole for telling the kids the truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true, man. I, but, you know, I'm just saying, in general, if we had, like, a, a study in the paper that said, USA Today says peanuts cause heart attack, we would all stop, oh, I need to check my peanut intake. 
This is the this is the latest report. It's cutting edge shit. But you know what? But if I say, hey, I figured out that humans actually come from the sun, you'd be like, nigga, you are stupid. You just came up with that. <laughs> it's impossible to know. <laughs> I don't know why, man. It's the only thing. But you know how the good thing about religion, though, is that it's a unifier of people. If you have like-minded people, they deserve to find the others who believe that type of stuff. You know, because I think it's a good way to help segregate the races, uh, segregate the masses, rather, so that we know where people need to go. Like a perfect example, the Heaven's Gate cult in Arizona. Everybody knows that story. Um, the guy, they're convinced that some comet is coming to Earth. And when Earth goes through the tail of the comet, the aliens are going to come and pick us up and take us to the mothership. So they all bought brand new Nikes and did a mass suicide. They all, I don't know, they put some poison inside a Snickers bar or some shit. I don't know how they killed themselves, but... <laughs> but they all took this poison and everybody died. Now... Isn't that perfect? People who are that crazy that a comet is coming through, they deserve to die. Mm. They should die quickly. That's a good point. And that's, that's the thing. I think crazy folk, if you want to sip some poison, you know what? Hey, let me call up my homeboy. He likes to sip poison too. Y'all motherfuckers can have catering, to get you some Chick-fil-A biscuits, and have a nice spread. Then cure yourself. You know what? On the last show, I proposed what if the rapture would have came? Would it have actually been better for everybody? Cause like, imagine if like all of those people were gone. You know, you don't have to worry about unemployment as much anymore. The over overpopulation and you know the environment being messed up. Gay people could get married. Uh, you can you know ain't gotta have all these abortion rallies and anti-abortion rallies like. To some extent, things might have got better. Yeah, yeah, it, it would it have been some better people. I just think if you believe in the rapture, my, my my only thing is this: if you believe the world is going to end, and you tell us the world is going to end, that the world does not end, everyone should get one stab on you. <laughs> just, I'm not gonna say kill. But just one good, solid gut stab. <laughs> just, just, just so that you think twice before opening your mouth again. Because that way, the next time you start talking that world go in shit, you're going to double check with Jesus. You'll send him a text message and confirm it. Are you sure, God? Don't stand me up. Look what they did to me last time. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine what, what was his sermon like on Sunday? Oh, jeez. Oh, Boy, oh, I really. <laughs> well, he came out, and that's what he said. Oh, it's October twenty second. Is what it was. <laughs> wow. Boy, is there egg on my face? Oh, <laughs> well, I, I forgot to carry the one, <laughs> and it's actually twenty eleven plus six months. I'm sorry, everybody. We'll be back. Wow. <laughs> Keep donating the money, though. Keep, Keep donating the money. Going. <laughs> Keep my PayPal tight. <laughs> so, um, as a comedian, man, I know that means you're kind of a wordsmith. So, I got I got two words I want to ask you about. 
Um, and I, and this comes up in comedy a lot. You probably, I, you probably been asked this before, and I hate asking people questions that have been asked before, but it came up on our website, uh, today because I made a post on our Facebook page about the word nigger, which is probably my number one favorite word in the world. Um, <laughs> I, I use it as much as possible when not in a professional environment. I love it. Uh, so I said the N word is the only slang term that white people invented first and it stuck too. It's the same meaning that it had back when they started using it. It wasn't uh, co-opted and and changed in the meaning. It, it still means the same shit, black people. And uh, black people made it too cool for white people to ever have it back so they have to use words like secret Muslim, uh, thug, uh, Tyler Perry fan. Yes, things like, you know, things that, that mean nigger. <laughs> things that mean nigger, but not, you know, but it don't mean nigger, you know what I'm saying? So, um, what, so, so one body, some person asked a question, uh, and I want to get his name right, so I'm going to look at Desmond. Desmond. He, he asked a question, he says, I work at a bar with a lot of young whites. That's different than young jock. That's, that's not a rap group. Um, they throw the word around. Uh, I've, I have been, I've had that big self-righteous conversation with white co-workers before, but yeah, it's in the music. The ones who say it a little too much, they know by how much I limit my conversation with them that I don't like them for some reason. Um, but there are whites who, when they say it, I don't even notice. And he wanted to know, is it okay, like, when do you call out a white person for using nigga, if ever, and is it okay? Now, I know in comedy, you know, people use it for joke effects and things like that, but, but comedians are the wordsmiths of today. How do you feel about that word, and especially when white people say it, like, what is the deal with that? How do you treat it? Uh, I got two part answer. First part is, I don't use the N-word on stage. I don't say the N-word, partly because the Dev Jam era of black comics ran that word into the ground that you run the risk of the black comic with any type of content in your material of being lumped in with more inadequate black comics. There's no disrespect to comics who do use the N-word. I just think some club owners and some people in the crowd are just very presumptuous. And for me, it's about making sure that I make it perfectly clear that I'm trying to stand apart from anything that you've seen before. And if you're a black comic and you want to be different, the first thing you got to do is quit saying nigger for a little while. I don't, I don't use it on stage. I can probably say in 12 years of comedy, you've probably, I've probably said the word twice on stage. I think I said it on Def Jam in 07. It's on YouTube. I need to, I think that's probably the only time I said the word. Now, off stage, let me see it. I say that shit every fucking hour. <laughs> That is the important thing about nigger. You, when you group nigger with another cuss word or a particular adjective, musty nigger, fuck nigger, bitch nigger, fuck bitch ass, musty ass nigger, like, <laughs> that's when it becomes beautiful because nigger is the white sheet of paper. The words make it origami. How beautiful can you fold this word? How can you make this word? How can you serve this up to other people? Punk puss ass nigger? Really? That's a good one. 
double word score. <laughs> um, <laughs> as far as white people use it, first of all, if a white comic is using it appropriately, I don't, I don't, I don't trip off of it. You can't get all flavory on somebody because they said the word. It's all about context. Comedian Doug Stanhope has one of the best uses of, of the word nigga. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. If you YouTube um, Doug Stanhope, I fucked a midget. It's a bit about him having sex with a midget and all of this shit, and he uses the word nigga in the joke, and it's it's beautiful. And they trying to give that Galifianakis shit right now. With this Hangover 2 movie, mm-hmm. um, and the Hangover 2, his character uses nigga, and everybody's going, you can't do that because you're white. Well, motherfucker, I'm playing a character. Right. I am acting. Motherfuckers love to act like when you act, and all of a sudden, you really that person when you do something indecent. So, you know, that, I think if you got a white friend that's just throwing it around, you got to check them on that. You got to be like, yo, I, and I, the way I always come at them is like, yo, I don't mind. But if that nigga over there hears you, <laughs> he gonna murder you. Like I don't, I don't, I don't come at white people on some fucking black panther. Yo, man, look, that word and my people and oppression. And I just think, the nah, I just go look, man. I don't have a gun, but some black people do. So it would behoove you to just not say that word. Alright, so just, 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 just calm down. And the only other thing I do sometimes with white people in the word nigga, like you ever run up on one of those white dudes that think they, but one of them Paul Wall type white boys. Yeah. Like wiggers, as they like to call. Every now and then, if I meet a white dude that's trying real hard to be black, I'll call him my nigga just to make him feel good. Like nothing makes a white guy that's trying to be black. <laughs> It just makes him feel good. And you can see it in his, trust me, you can see the gleam and smile on his, wow, he called me nigger. What an honor. Yes. I'm in. They like me. <laughs> yeah, I want to stole my white friend's House of Pain tape. Uh, not House of, is it House of Pain that made Jump Around? Yes. I think that was the name of Yes. I got that confused with that Tyler Perry bullshit. Yes, yeah, so, um, so you stole a Tyler Perry tape? What? <laughs> yeah. But I once stole stole his house of pain tape because I uh said he was my nigga, man. I was like, let me borrow this for the summer. He was like, no, man, I just got it. And I was like, come on, my nigga. He was like, okay, you got a tape. <laughs> I, I kept that shit. <laughs> Never came back to school. Um, Yeah, and I, the, the way I feel about it is like... Uh, I. Like, I, I had a couple friends try me when I started getting white friends. You know, they just try to throw it out there like, hey, we'll talk about, we'll talk, we'll talk around Rod the way we always talk. And they threw it out there one day and I was just like, hey, not around me. I don't even give a fuck if you say it as, as a sign of friendship. I would appreciate it if you don't say it around me because there's a lot of shit I hold back about white people around y'all. Y'all don't even want to know. <laughs> a lot of the time. Common That's courtesy. Right. It is common courtesy. But, but on, on one hand, it's like, all right, fine. But you know what? Honestly, if you're a black person under the age of 35, shut the fuck up about the N-word. It's not like, like, you came up in a different America. We both did. And like, my argument is that they go, oh, don't you say that word because of what that word means. Nah, please. Unless you got dog bite wounds or you was in one of them civil rights files pictures, you're like, I can understand, like, if a white guy came in and said, what's up, my nigga? And then you see some 70-year-old black man going to a civil rights flashback. Okay, that's 
<laughs> Don't say it around him. Yeah, he's traumatized by that word. That word really does bring back memories. But if your first memories as a child of fucking Fresh Prince of Bel Air reruns, you're not getting fucking traumatized by this word. I, I don't know. I just, if you really hate it, cool. I just think that a lot of black people that claim to hate the N word, these fucking bandwagon shit with other black people. A yeah. bunch of fucking sheep who don't want to break off from the flock. Uh, now, see, I agree with that. Like, I listen to a podcast, uh, Keeping the Girl, and sometimes they use the N word in the context of a joke. That never bothers me. You know what I mean? But uh, I, I, I do think, in the context of the conversations I was having at the time and how it was thrown out there, it was a it was a test moment. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't a uh, uh, it wasn't a I just happened to be saying this. It was, I want to see if I can get this by Rod and see if he doesn't say shit. And I had to be like, hey, man, come on. We, yeah, can't, be do- we can't be kicking it like that. Cause, cause, and it's yeah, not, it's, right. Yeah, it was like, it would have been like if somebody was like, you know what, Rod, your wife is a bitch. Anyway, like I had to be like, hey, come on now. I ain't threatened to kill the man or nothing, but it was just one of those like, look, if you're going to say it, just try not to say it around me, and if you say it around me, I just, you know, I might not hang out with you as much. That's it. I'm not gonna freedom march into your house or, or like I'm not, I'm not gonna do shit. I, like I love when people be like, man, I whoop your ass. And I'm not gonna do shit. I'm not catching a case over the N word. I can't tell my dad that shit. My dad seen real racism. I can't be like, yeah, man, he said the N word, so I punched him. He's like, what? That was it. <laughs> but he, didn't, he didn't make you sit in the back of the bus. He didn't make you walk around the back of the building or nothing. Nah, man, just he slipped up and said yeah. he was doing some lyrics and he fucked up. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't, I don't say anything. Like I don't even pretend. When old black people come in the room. I just be quiet. I don't even talk because they just they they you have the floor. Like when an old black dude comes in the barbershop you ever had an old black person to start telling you they civil rights stories and shit? Though? Yes! Out the blue, you didn't ask for it. They were like, well, boy, let me tell you what happened in 1952. I was out you minding my business. <laughs> you don't know nothing about the struggle, motherfucker. I was out there in that shit. Goddamn, <laughs> the crackers put them dogs on the shit. <laughs> and then it shakes. When he says it, does the Harlem Shake? Man, this, this dude told me one time I was actually at a, a meeting for about my academic, um, this group I was in where I got a scholar, where I got an internship. And this guy sat at our table and we were bitching, you know, man, we were like 18, we didn't know shit about the world. And we were just bitching, like, you know, it was kind of racist how Ken said the other day that so and so was on CP time. I mean, you don't got to bring that up. And then he came over. And gave us a story about desegregating a school that and the, nigga, the nigga saying Negro spirituals and everything at our table. I'm not making that up. <laughs> it was he said they were making up shit on the fly like they was freestyling Negro spirituals together. Everybody was on point. It's like we shall not be moved, and then somebody would move them and be like, "You won't be moving us again." And everybody was on point. And he had. I was like, man, I gotta stop bitching about this shit. It's not helping. It made me look bad. I felt ashamed of my racist. Uh, I was like, I wish I had some real racism to spit back with them. And when you was talking about your white friends, and like you say, a lot of times, what a lot of white people fail to realize, just like y'all have thoughts about black people, black people have thoughts about y'all too. Mm-hmm. And you would not appreciate me coming and you talking. You know what, cracker? I have 
some cracker and cheese today, and guess what? It was delicious. You would think I was an asshole. That's how it feels when you out the bloom, call somebody a nigga, and it was unexpected. And back to what you were saying before, for me, it's the tone of it. That's the, I, I don't care anything about the word and how it's used because, like you say, I didn't get beat, I didn't get my ass whooped, I, I ain't picked no cotton, so I, I don't have those same connections. But at the same time, it's the tone and the uh, perspective that is brought across. Is it is it is it brought across to me in anger? Is it brought across to me in hatred? You're gonna get a different response than you will get uh, from a different tone. And for me too, it's also the context. Uh, that is in for me personally that makes a difference to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, <clears throat> the other word I wanted to ask you about the word hate. I was I was tweeting about something earlier today. And I, I I can't remember what I hated. It was something stupid like oh man I hate such and such. And 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 every once in a while I get like these people out the blue that go. Hey man, you shouldn't use the word hate, man. That's a very strong word to say about uh, Tyler Perry or whatever the fuck, right? And, and I'm like, what the fuck do you think I'm gonna do? Like, quit my job, go stalk this nigga and kill him? I, I just use it in common vernacular like we use in society all the time. I'm not, I don't literally hate this motherfucker. Because people don't understand how to separate the the actual intention from the word. They like to put it all together. You know, my buddy um, late comedian Mike DiStefano, he's got a joke on his last CD with something similar where he talks about people saying um, the word awesome. Like, how was the party last night? Oh, it was awesome. He goes, I, I'm, I'm, doing the, I'm not doing the joke justice, but he says, unless it was a fucking mountain it probably wasn't that awesome. Unless it's something, a canyon, something, some shit on the earth, <laughs> it's not awesome. Quit using that word. And he's right. You know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, man, I can't hate that. I can't stand that. And you don't hate it. You don't go right. home thinking about it. The Klan hated black people. So right. you have to use that as the barometer of what true hate is. But just because you use that word doesn't mean that you're at that level I'm pretty like I, I hate reality TV I do I, I can't stand it which is ironic considering I was on last comic standing but even still <laughs> you know, even slave owners bang their slaves every now and then just to see what it's like uh, I, I hate reality TV but I'm not gonna go ride by the producers houses and leave a burning cross in their front yard. You better leave town. We want scripted dramas in this here part of the country. And ride off on my fucking horse. <laughs> we will not stand for that. But that's my point, man. Like, I was clearly using it and just... Come on out here and explain the Braxons, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't get explain it. That it com. Shit. That com what? I don't get it. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, that like that's the thing, man. Like I, they acted like um, that's how Hitler decided to kill the Jews. Like he was just sitting around one day, like you know what? I hate Jews, man. Don't y'all hate them? And then next thing you know, they was fucking doing concentration camps. I don't think that's how it happens. It's just like hate in common in our, our common fucking English language is like, hey, I hate Mondays. I'm not trying to get it abolished from the calendar. No. I just mean I don't like it. Yeah. It ain't that fucking serious, man. I'm tired of people, these fucking hippies hitting me up. <laughs> well, you shouldn't use hate. It's a very strong word. 
Okay, I hate you. Leave me the fuck alone. Uh, the other the other phrase that is totally misused, or not misused, but needs to have more detail. You ever read an article and it says there were no serious injuries? Like I, I read an article the other day and it was like somebody got shot in the arm. But there were no serious injuries. Uh, isn't getting shot in the arm serious? It's serious to me. Who gets to decide what's a fucking serious injury? No, put like this. They must have said there's no deaths. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, just say no life-threatening. Yes. But if there's blood coming out of my body, that's serious. Motherfucker. There's not supposed to be blood coming out of your body at any time. That is just one of the rules <laughs> of the human body. We have pads and gauze half the first aid aisle is, is dedicated to shit that keeps blood inside of your body <laughs> so you know what if there's blood coming out of my body that's serious or just say nobody died just you know right. change the word player and nobody was in critical condition yeah, no one gets like shot that. and, and laughs no one's like ha <laughs> 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 oh, you shot me in my arm you know what I mean? It's it's always fucking serious. Every all the injuries are serious, Not man. Unless you like the serial killer and scream or something like that. I mean, if even if even if you got like shot in like say your your jack off arm, that's serious. Ah, yeah, that is a serious fucking problem. Especially if your woman ain't gonna help you in trouble. Yeah, huh? that's a serious. Even it's serious for her now. Now she got extra work to do around the house. That is um, a very serious injury. Exactly. Yeah. I don't get this shit, man. I'm, I'm, all right, you get shot. I'm trying my best to fix that on because I ain't trying to do no extra work. Yeah, I think the witness should ha- be the one to tell you how serious the shit is. I uh, ask the witness, not the cops. But honestly, though, that's that, that's that guy's fault for marrying a lazy chick who isn't down to jack him off in a hospital bed while he recovers. Yeah. Much as I took care of you, you want to jack me off? For a couple of weeks. We got another person in this room. Bitch, pull the curtain round. He can't see you. <laughs> On the first and fifteenth, you're not lazy. You know what I mean? Being inconsiderate. That's why nobody likes you. That's <laughs> why well, I flirt with these hoes on Facebook. So your ass won't jack me off in the hospital bed. <laughs> the strippers will do it. They'll do it. They just go to the back room, man. Um, I, I like to give. I, I was listening to the Haterasi podcast. I know you were on that show, the Haterasi radio show. Um, that was another great interview with y'all with you. Yes, um, it was. Matter of fact, if you guys want to hear an actual interview of Roy Wood Jr., because I'm we don't really do interviews that much here. Um, go to the Haterasi radio show, man. That is a really good interview. Uh, they get really in depth. Um, but he was talking about little kids and talking to them and giving them advice and. How that can change a kid's whole life. Like, you know, something somebody said to you when you're little about what do you want to be when you grow up and what you need to do. Something like that might help you out in life. Um, and I realized that I do that a lot from the opposite way. Like I give kids uh bad advice. But 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 it's but it's good it's good advice. Like like they'll say, like I'll say, Hey little man, um, what you wanna be when you grow up? And they'll say, like, Oh, I wanna be a basketball player or something. I'm like, Oh, that's cool, man. That's what I wanted to do too. Except I didn't do. Oh, I didn't have no. What's your backup plan? Uh, I don't have backup plan. Maybe NFL. I'm like that was my backup plan. <laughs> now look at me, king of the YMCA. They're gonna be like you, old <laughs> ass bomb. Yeah, I tell them like I got on. 
I got on drugs. I dropped out of school because things wasn't going right. My wife left me. Yeah. I'm like, man, but listen, don't give up on your dreams. Be just like me. <laughs> I'm sorry I don't have health insurance. And, and, and shit like that will convince them, man. I think I convince kids yes. to do the right thing by negative reinforcement. Yes, you do. There ain't no white kids out there to watch. <laughs> yeah, they all are white, though. They yes, only, they are. I don't even think they need this advice. I might no, just No, they stop. don't. They got two parents that, that will be on their asses. They will be owning <laughs> you, son. <laughs> um... And the other thing, uh, I've been playing this bit. You play video games at all, Roy? Yeah, 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 yeah. You ever played? Uh, there's this new game called L.A. Noir. It's been they've been doing a lot of advertisements for it. Yeah, L.A. Noir. It's kind of like a sexier Grand Theft Auto, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Set in the 1940s L.A. and you're a police detective. And uh, I'm gonna tell you something, man. I'm not a good police detective. I if I don't use the online like cheating guys and shit I can't read these faces for shit man. oh you can't oh I need to stay awake longer then I'm sorry I'm not yeah, too much Karen's good at it she's just she just sits in the back and she be like oh that nigga lying I'll be like oh so X okay so he's lying <laughs> okay obviously hello hey put Randolph on the phone uh hold on just a minute hello hey Randolph yeah how you doing this is Cleveland yeah uh, you did some work on this lady, June, Explorer. The break work? Yeah. Uh, I got a shop over here on Broad Street. Now, June and brought this over here to me, man. And she told me to get with you because you the one who had the truck last. And I'm trying to figure out what the hell you didn't tow up under here. What you mean? What's tow up well, under here? Well, some of that shit with them, them calipers, brother. Them calipers and them rotors. And I'm telling her she need to come back and get that money from you because I'm going to charge about 700 to get that done. They need what? to get this answer yourself. It's all kinds of shit tow up under that truck. And that's something you certified? Yeah, I am. Well, this work don't look certified, brother. Why are you doing that to people's cars? Man, I don't know what you talking about. I ain't do nothing but put brakes on that. Well, you needed rotors before, and we knew that. One of them calibers was sticking. It'll go in and out, but it'll stick. She said she told you to fix them calibers, and so apparently no, something no, no, ain't no. been took care of, but whatever it was, it's all tore up underneath there. So we're going to get all that took care of, and what I just want to go ahead and do is get your address so I can go and swing by, get somebody to get that good check from you. Yeah, you got me wrong. That's way June ain't got to deal with nothing on your end. Well, as I'm far so as sorry. I, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Man, Mr. I ain't Randolph. got time for that. I got to go. Look Bye. here. Hello? The person you called is... Hello? Tell Randolph I'm going to come over there and slap both of y'all for playing these games and hanging up the phone. If he's Look, certified... Look, playing no damn games. You need to go ahead and... Just hold on a minute. Here, talk to this mother... I don't want to talk to him. Don't call my house. Here, don't hang it up. Just say... I'm hanging up the phone. Come on. Hello? Come to the phone. Quit being what? a coward. What? Talk to, you did bad work and you need to be held accountable for it, you coward. Whatever you say. Come get slapped in the mouth two times, Come brother. get what? Come get slapped in the oh, mouth. no, you don't know me. Come over to Broad you Street. Don't, you don't know me. You don't want to know me. Come, over, the, come over to Broad Street and kind of let that, me introduce you. What's the address? 383. 383? ain't nobody scared of you. Okay, 383 Broad Street. I got something in the trunk make you act right. You, you better have it in your hand. You better not have it in the truck. You better have it in your hand. I got something in the trunk make you act right. I call it. Well, you don't need You better have it in the trunk. It better be out the trunk when I get there. 383 Broad? I call, it, I call, okay. it, I call it Joel Osteen because it brings you closer. Call it Joel Osteen? Because it brings you closer to Jesus. Oh, well, Say, brother, you just might as well go and say your piece then, because uh, if I get there and you ain't got it out, then you going to meet Jesus why can't, you, why can't you just bring the money? Why can't you just bring the money, Randolph? I'm going to bring something better than the money. You did this break work. I'm going to bring something better than the money. I'm you, bringing myself. So one of us going to see Jesus today. So you brought three to three broad. Hallelujah. Bye. Hallelujah. The person you called is no longer on the Hello? All right, let's let him off the hook. He's down in the room to get a gun. 
For real? Oh, oh no. Gun. Hello, Randolph. This comedian Roy Wood Jr. Man, it's a prank phone call, bro. Oh, okay. Your wife told me to prank call you, man, for your yeah, anniversary, right. man. I'm sorry for getting you riled up, uh, man. Uh, no, okay. You went to go get the gun for real? Oh yeah. You went to the gun. <laughs> Boy, you gonna make my husband kill somebody? He, did he really pull the gun out? Yeah, it was on his way out the door. I wish I had a video camera. Thank you okay. so much, Lee. All right, thank Lee. you. Bye-bye. Bye. For the people that's listening. Cause I, I normally don't edit shit out. Just we lost Roy for a second. He's back now. So yes. if we repeating shit, you know, yes, why? Got extra free podcast. Yes, you did. So um, I've been playing that LA Noir game, and um, as a detective, I'm terrible reading the fucking faces. That is, it never works, man. <laughs> and Karen's great at it. Yes, like she just be in the background, like that nigga's lying. I'd be like, okay, the X button, so he's lying. Yes. And oh, so that's why he had the underwear in his uh in his house. He shouldn't have had those. That's there. right. You know um. Like, nobody wore gloves. That's one thing I'm noticing. They didn't. They just pick up shit at the crime scene. Yes. Walk over dead Un- bodies. Sanitary. They don't get sick in this video game. Yeah, and then the only way to get somebody convicted, you got to get them to confess. Oh. Which is extremely hard to do unless you're willing to beat a nigga's ass, apparently. Wow. So, it made me realize that I've been way too hard on cops from back in the day, man. <laughs> Racism is the easiest way to solve crimes. It really is. Like, if I would just have been like, yo, man, it's probably this Mexican dude. And just left it at that, I probably would have like 100% cases solved on my docket. But because I keep trying to use the clues and the evidence to figure out which white man is lying to me, it it keeps making the shit harder and harder. Wow. So I got to stop. I got to stop fucking with. I got to stop talking about racist cops, man. I, I know I'll be wishing there was just like a racism button where I could just be like, fuck it, man. Just beat him. The one with the bro- darker skin, obviously he did the shit. He, <laughs> he's the one that discovered the body and reported the crime. <laughs> you <laughs> can yeah. What was you going to say, Roy? You said you had a thought on it. There was a cop game that was even tougher than that. I can't think of the name of it. Um, I, think, I think the name of it was True Crime LA. I've heard of that. Um, it was you are an undercover cop and you get to decide how deep undercover you go whether or not you want to commit a crime to help solve a case or whether or not you want to do whether or not you want to do drugs like you'll be in the middle of a drug deal and the guy will be like I do some drugs so I know you're not a cop and if you do the drugs you solve the case and you move the case for it but now for the rest of the game you're addicted to fucking heroin wow <laughs> And your drug addiction fucks with your gameplay. It fucks with your ability to do things. And sometimes it, it gets to a point where you can't even close a case because by the end of the game, you just crack it and you die. Like, it's, <laughs> it's very interesting. You get to dictate your own fate, man. Like, and I, I find that to be really cool where it's like a video game so that where you can draw your own ending. Mm. And sometimes for fun, I was back when this game used to be on the display and Best Buy, I just get all the drugs. And just do them all. I wouldn't turn them into the evidence locker and shit. Just do all the dope. And you see the guy, like, and the game is all warped when you're on drugs. I just leave that up to show kids how great drugs are. And I just drop off. Wow. 
Wow, this must be based off of 24 because your jack got hooked on some drugs. Yeah, I got a lot of dirty cops do drugs. I think they should have, like, crackhead the game, man, and teach these uh-huh. kids that it's not as fun as it looks. No. It's not what it's all cracked up to be. No, no point you get extra points for stealing family member shit. And- yeah. And breaking it, entering. Yeah, you have a mission like uh, steal the antennas off of your grandmama's TV and yeah. sell them ships. Like, that would, <laughs> that would be a tough mission. Try not to get locked up for 24 hours. Yeah, exactly, man. And then, of course, you have superpowers like, of course, crackhead speed. Oh, very, Nobody, very, very quickly. No, you it's impossible to catch them. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last random thought that I had was, um, and this is gross. Like, this is one of those thoughts that was in the recesses of my mind, and, and when it came out, I was ashamed of myself. I was almost not even sure I was going to put this on the show. Ah. Like, that's how dirty that's how dirty this thought is. But you know how, um, sometimes you'll see dudes complain about, single dudes, well, hopefully they single, but you'll see them complain about the time that they tried to sleep with a woman, and she had a nasty smell Coming out of her insides. Oh, That's right. Yes, out of the vagina, Karen. That's correct. It's not what dudes. I call that the seafood market. <laughs> exactly. Fish for sale. Oh. And a lot of dude, every dude has that hard story about that shit, you know. Although, for the record, never heard a woman have her hard story about the time her shit was taken. Neither here nor there, ladies. Neither here nor there. But um <laughs> But believe me, she knows, she knows. You best to say no, nah, not tonight. She knows. I'm just saying every, every dude got this story, but no woman has ever had a not so fresh day with anyway. I'm just saying. No, she may have had times when his balls may have stunk when she trying to suck his dick. Mm, see, but dudes will admit that. <laughs> like she knew I've been playing ball all day, I cut the grass. What does she expect? I'm not I'm not a perfect man. But um so um <laughs> You know how the dudes will talk about that story and they'd be like, well, what should I have done? What do you do? You know, most dudes just say, I just don't have sex with her. I, you know, I try to be nice, but there's no nice way out of that situation. No, it's not. So what I was thinking is people should start using that opportunity to, as a teachable moment and you just put it in. I mean, which, you know, maybe you have a, hopefully you have a condom or something. Don't just go in there raw. Uh, fellas, fellas, I've been, I've, I've seen some of these kids on the streets. Don't do that shit. But you go, you put it in, and then you ask her to do oral. Because it's like rubbing a dog's face in the stuff whenever they, you know, shit in the house or something like that. Like, it's kind of like you teaching them, see this shit? This is unacceptable. Now you have to deal with it, too. What do you think about that, Karen? Would that work on you? No, we just know. Uh, yeah, um, see, you don't like it. That's the point. No, it, it, and it's actually very uh, disgusting because I know being a woman, you got a lot of uh, things going on, and you know, it's not like a penis is straight in there all the time and just does his own thing. It's just too much going on. And odds are, she knows she stank before she pulled her drawers down. So Which is her do, fault. Why do we even go there? Just say no, not tonight, baby. But but th- th- she won't learn from that experience. This way, she will always remember that time. Like, oh, I remember that. I will never do that again. Yeah, but here's the difference between her and a dog's face and shit. You're guaranteed to be with the dog for life. You can leave her. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> if her straight, if her straight out shit in the street, you wouldn't go rub its face to let it know it's shit in the grass. <laughs> Not the dog. You don't have to deal with it. That's a good. Now, if you're committed to this woman. 
you know, what you do, this is this is so nasty. People are gonna judge me after this. You finger her. You get in the foreplay and you put your fingers inside of the seafood market. And then at some sort of crazy moment of passion, you try to get her to suck your fingers. Oh, yes. Mm. That's right. She'd be like, mm. And you, you know You want what? red lobster tonight? And you'd be like, what? That is not the reaction I want. No. <laughs> something's, something's terribly going wrong with you. It's supposed to smell fresh. You supposed to say, baby, did you do it? I mean, especially if y'all been together, nigga, you stink. Just come right. out and tell the truth. I'm sorry. I just, I know a lot of these dudes. You know, they they in these relationships where they can't really talk openly with their woman, which is their fault. And 100 percent, they yeah, fault. it's their fault. But I'm just saying, I was trying because to come up with a I, I, with I, solution. I, I, I'm a solution oriented okay. person, yes, Karen. I, you know, and I don't have a problem with that. But sex is supposed to smell good. It ain't supposed to stink. We we all are agreeing right now. I agree with that. I'm just saying, in cases of all night, everybody got to suffer. You can't just be alone in this. It's too many dudes suffering in silence. Uh, and you sitting there. There's some dude right now listening to the show that went ahead and did that and was like, man, I took one for the team. And he's regretted that his whole life. And he's like, Rod, yes. that's correct. That is what I should have did. And I bet you some nigga right now that's been cut because he done done some stupid shit like that. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. That's another phrase we could do without. I'm sick of this take one for the team. The team didn't tell you to run up in that. Don't act like you can respect us. Don't act like we're supposed to respect you because you just got to Man, uh, I'm not going to get into my irresponsible dating history, but I'll say this. There's nothing wrong with not having sex every now and then. Thank it's okay, you. though. It's just because the girl's there and she's naked doesn't mean you have to. There's not some sort of unwritten code that you're supposed to beat guts just because you've gotten this far. Fucking airplanes abort landings right before the tire hits the runway. They pull right back up and go, no, this ain't right. <laughs> you could do the same thing. Watch the Discovery Channel. You ever seen those fighter jets? Um, they land on the aircraft carrier. And they touch down, if something they like, they pull right back up and go right back around. Hey, story There's of nothing my, wrong with that. That's the story of my life, Roy. If I told you how many naked chicks I have had to turn down, you know what I'm saying? You know how we get down, brother. I was like, Just no, lady. Just say, um, hey, I didn't bring any condoms, you know? And whatever brand she pulls out, you're allergic to that brand. Mm-hmm. And... Plus, you know, if a woman keeps condoms, that's just disturbing. And that just, I don't know, it's something about when a woman goes, here, I've got the rubbers. Like, hold on, you got too many protocols already in place here. <laughs> hey, man. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> Women like to have sex too, boy. I know it's so. You better be prepared. Uh, now, I would worry about the quantity, though. If she broke that shit out from like a 20 pack and yeah. it was like three left, I'd be like, hold up. Hold up, man. <laughs> I can do math. And she broke out the and she broke out the box of two hundred. Yeah, she's like, hold on, I, actually, I need to. You reminded me, I need to go on eBay and I gotta get another uh, value pack. Then I would be like, okay, ma'am, that is too far. If she had like one or two in emergency, and, I'd be alright. And on top of that, this is the thing: if she stinks, something's going wrong. Right. And you know what? Whatever hand you ejaculate with is probably more disease-free than her coochie. That's true. That's true. Or maybe that's just my opinion. Yeah. I, I just feel bad for, like, gynecologists that go on dates. Like, do they 
immediately just go, hold on, I, I know what this is. Yes, they probably smell it, but like, <laughs> ooh, you smell like you have a whip of gonorrhea? He's like, uh, I'm writing you a prescription, just, uh, you need to take two of these in the morning and I'll, I'll see you in a week. Yes. But, um, <laughs> those, those are all my random thoughts, man. We have articles to do, man. I know we've kind of taken up a lot of your time and whatnot. Uh, and we appreciate you, uh, definitely, uh, hollering at the show, Roy, man. We, it, it, it was a big look, man. We appreciate it. Thank you. Straight up off of Twitter, man. That's, the Twitter thing is, 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 is doing good, man. It's, all I gotta do is go on there and just be funny. And crazy shit happens all the time, man. And that's, and I, like I said, I, I, I've been a fan since, um, as, as ironic as that is, I know, I don't like reality shows that are competitions. But I watched yours because I like Mike Kaplan. And then I, I was like, oh, Mike Kaplan, yeah. That dude's, he's hilarious, man. Um, and, and I was watching him and then I think you were coming up and I was, and part of me, if, I, if I'm wrong, but did they, did they say you were from Charlotte when you were on that show? Did they say that I was from Charlotte? Yeah, cause I couldn't no, remember. No. I know there was two black comedians. One they said was from Charlotte. And I, and Mirazio I, Vance. Okay. That's the other cat. Uh, he was the other black comic in the uh, top ten. Mirazio Vance is from Charlotte. Yeah. Okay. 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 I was, I was, cause I was like, that is not true. But um, yeah, man, I saw you on there, man. You had some funny sets, man. And uh, you know, I actually watched that one to completion, man. Uh, and I'm glad they didn't do like the house shit, cause that that I hate the the extra bullshit. Like, just go be funny and let's vote. Yeah. None of us would have done it. Because every comment that was on that, I mean, whether or not you agree with who won or who was in the top ten, it couldn't be said that we weren't all real comics. Whether or not you thought out we were funny was one thing, but we were real comics. We weren't clowns in gorilla suits. We weren't people with two years of experience. And nobody wanted to do the show if it was going to be all of the regular bullshit, man. Mm. Um, so, you know, a lot of guys were basically... Um, the producers pretty much had to make a promise to us that yo it's not going to be a house it's not going to be dumb shit you're going to be judged joke for joke an American Idol they didn't have to do challenges and bullshit you just go up and sing every week and whoever likes you likes you and then the icing on the cake was when they added Andy Kendler and uh, the late Greg Giraldo as judges on the show and all of the comments were like that if Greg Giraldo says I suck then you know what I'll deal with that Right, yeah. So yeah. they had a respectable format, they had respectable judges, so, you know, everybody decided to go ahead and audition. And it led to a pretty, what I, what I think to be uh, the strongest top ten in the history of the show. Uh, so in, in my opinion, I think Comic for Comic, we were stronger than any other season of Last Comic Standing. Mm. Yeah, I've only watched that one season because, like, I, I hate when they make them do competitions. But I, I didn't know that it was gonna be the way it was, where it was just straight up joke for joke, and that, and like I, I've only uh, called in and voted for uh, two people, and that was you and Mike Kaplan, and every week those, and I've never called in the shit else on TV because I know it's all fake. Not even infomercials, Roy. I'm serious. I don't call shit if it's on TV. It, they could be like if that fucking the commercial where it's like if you and Bob some poison. And you need some help? I'll be like, no, I saw that number on TV. I'll die. But I called and said, I'm voting for this dude, man. I thought you were real funny. So, man, I is really uh, appreciate you uh, taking time out to be on the show, man. Man, I appreciate y'all for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm so far from being on some celebrity bullshit, man. 
no doubt, man. I see you on Twitter and stuff like that too, man. I, I'm all, I'm surprised you don't have a lot more followers so far, man. Cause I'm not on there enough. The, the Twitter, you gotta live on Twitter in order to really benefit from it. Like you gotta really be on that shit, man. Like you gotta be around the clock with it. And I tweet, you know, it's kind of high tide and low tide, you know. Like I'm not really. Um, like I'll be on there. I go on Twitter and go hard for two, three days in a row, and then I won't fuck with it for about a week, and then I go back on and do, you know. Another two days or so in a row. So, you know, like you take a guy, I tell you some comments that tweet pretty good. Um, Lil Duval is, like, he just tweets just constantly, constantly, constantly. And there's a science to Twitter and getting people to follow you. And sometimes you gotta follow people back. And, you know, I just, eh, it ain't gonna be to me. I've actually, I'm starting to go back and forth with myself about deleting my Twitter page or, um, deleting my Facebook page and just going underground, man. Like, if you really like me, you'll find me. Like, just pulling the shit off of YouTube, stripping my website down to the bare basics because, you know, a buddy of mine and I, we were talking, this comedian Henry Coleman, mm-hmm. we were talking about the internet has ruined the mystique yes. of, of comedy. It, it's a, First of all, it's affected your growth curve because you can't even do a new joke and get it together. Because, you know, God forbid somebody posts a joke when it's in its flesh on stage and now everybody's gonna be like, uh, yeah, it's, um, it, that, that joke sucks. Not realizing that that joke needs some time to grow. And one of the things that drove comedy, I believe, early on was word of mouth. One of the most hating things, one of the most hating ass things somebody ever said to me after a show um, this girl came up to me and she goes, you know, you're funny. I like you. We YouTubed you before we came. Motherfucker. Why wasn't just your friends keep funny, let's go, good enough? Like, now the internet has turned everybody into a critic. It's made everybody want to decide and assess and perceive and all of that stuff first before even deciding to come out. And it's just, you know, I... Social media as a whole, I love it because it's something you can get drunk on and say irresponsible shit without. Because you used to have to do that in a club or a Waffle House. (laughs) (laughs) Get you arrested. (laughs) So now you can say dumb shit and then wake up in the morning and delete it and feel like it never even happened. Somebody has my account. That's why I do it all (laughs) that. Mail gets the shit. You can't do that in the club. You can't do somebody half my throat. I don't know why I just said <laughs> that you was fat as fuck. I'm sorry, baby. I just, you know how it is. These computer hackers get inside your throat. <laughs> Make you say stuff. Now, I, now I, I want to um, pose the other side of that coin, though, to you. As somebody that, uh, you know, uses social media, and I'm not a comedian or anything, so, you know, I'm not making money really doing that, um, so I'm not, it, it's not hurting my career at all. But, um, I would, I would pose that it's actually put me on to more people yeah. than it's actually turned me away from yeah. it. I, I, I worry about, uh, comedians a lot of times because I feel like, uh, comedians sometimes have like a self-defeatist gene in them. 
where it's kind of like like that like and to be a good comedian you probably have to because you have to be able to say like this shit ain't funny and this shit i don't know why people even laughing at this shit what the who gives a fuck what i say when now you know and then you go out there and you do your thing but because you're such a harsh critic on yourself that's what keeps your comedy above other people's you know ideas of co- their comedy or whatever but um i would say that you know like uh finding out that you were on twitter was definitely like a big thing for me um i just i actually just added you on my facebook um that i think that kind of stuff helps comedians a lot man and it definitely um you know i know where you might feel that that's an insult that somebody will actually have to youtube you to say if i'm gonna go see it because that is kind of fucked up it's also kind of uh it's also kind of like in this in this new age a compliment because i guarantee there's other people they say hey man go check this out and then they went to their youtube page and was like fuck that that nigga ain't funny and then they decided not to go so it's almost like I, they did a taste test uh you know they have a new thing in this uh internet uh economy they call it freemium where you give away some shit free but then you pay for the extra stuff. the premium That's stuff right so like youtube is kind of like your freemium to an extent where maybe yeah. they checked you out before and then they went and got the real like you know more off the cuff or more like live experience uh in person and i'm not saying that well, that's necessarily good or bad but just you know that's the other well, perspective well here's what i'll say to your point number one i agree with that i mean there's definitely pros to the internet um another one of them uh, another one of them is the fact that Oh, you got a little. Oh, there you go. Or you're underground. If you're word of mouth or you're underground, it's gonna take fast. It's gonna take a longer time. The internet definitely speeds up the curve at which you can become a draw or become relevant in the front of people's minds. So, to that, I do I do agree with you because there's plenty of comics that I'm on to because because of the internet. I, I would have never known them. They nine times out of ten. They're never coming to Alabama because just the thought process of most of the people, comedically, the crowds here, it's not New York, it's not L.A., it's not San Fran, you know, so certain styles of comedy just don't fly when you get into the deep south. So I am thankful for that, and it has helped me sell tickets in weird places, because Lord knows I'm not some Vegas act that everybody's going to fly out to go see. I just, what, what, I, what I don't like, um, I guess just from a career standpoint, is that it's created so many fucking more joke thieves and it's created so many more wannabe comedians. Like, you, you take some guy with 20,000 Twitter followers and he thinks he's a fucking comic because his YouTube videos got a bunch of likes on it. Mm. And you put him on a stage somewhere and he can't do shit. He can't hold the torch. He doesn't understand the art form of comedy. And the clubs are going to book him because he's popular on the internet, because he's going to sell tickets. So at the end of the day, the club just wants to sell tickets. So it's kind of a, it's, it's, it's definitely a double-edged sword in that regard. I just think that for me, maybe at this point, I should sneak off the internet for a little while and leave the prank calls. Because I do agree with that as well. Like prank calls, or what made me in the hood. I mean, I'll be honest, niggas ain't watching Letterman. Right. And it's, it's cool, but I ain't never had no real thug. I ain't never had a motherfucker with two aunts and three baby mamas talking about, yo, cuz, I saw you on Conan O'Brien. <laughs> you real ass shit, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> <I ain't, laughs> that's just the truth. That ain't happened, and it's never going to happen. So... For certain groups, you know, the, the, the TV credits help give you credibility. They help 
they help get your money up, they help, you know, make you bonafide, but as far as, like, appealing to black people, you know, you, know, you gotta do your death jams, and you gotta figure out other ways to get into the black mind, and prank calls have always been one of those ways for me, and that's why I've always tried to flood the block on the internet with them, you know, there was a time, I'm trying to get back to it this year, where, you know, I did new prank calls um, twice a week on my website, and my website was booming, I was doing, for me, it was booming. I was doing like 50,000 hits a week on my website at one point from just doing pranks. I ended up having to stop doing that because I couldn't afford the bandwidth that I was having to pay. So, you know, it, it's, I definitely agree with that. And that's probably the one thing that I would leave any comments just listening is, you know, give something away, man. You know, I understand it's your craft. I understand that, you know, it's your writing, it's hard work. You know, figure out a video blog, you know, something you can give people on a regular you create regular content on a on a regular schedule on the internet and that's where that's where the growth that's how you maximize the internet it's got to be regularly scheduled content uh there's a kid right now out of orlando uh his twitter is at spoken reasons spoken reasons uh, he's like a comic slash poet you know he kind of he's a bit of a hybrid and he does a lot of fucking, a lot of videos on a regular basis. I mean, he cranks them out. And his followers and the amount of people that are behind what he does reflects it. I mean, he's on World Star Hip Hop every week like his, like he knows a fucking webmaster. So, you know, that type of stuff definitely helps because a guy like Spoken Reasons at his age and at his race, Comedy Central isn't going to give him seven minutes this fall on premium blend he'd have to go through so many politics to get on whatever black comedy show is coming around that it, it would it would be harder so the internet definitely gives a lot of new cats opportunities i just think it's important to not overexpose yourself in the process which is where i think i am which is why i love doing podcasts because podcasts aren't the typical so where are you from? Again, who inspires you? Like, all right, those are fun questions, but I'd rather argue about the N-word and these punk bitch-ass, punk puss-ass niggas. <laughs> See how beautiful that is when you just sneaking in? Tell you, man, the N-word is the shit, man. It is, man. I, I make up words sometimes. Like, uh, I made up a word last week, vocabulations. And that's people that use like $10 words that don't have shit to do with what they're talking about. And I like to use my made up words with nigga. So I'll be like, man, that Cornell West is a vocabulacious nigga. You know what I mean? Like, it hits you with the double. Like, what the fuck is he talking? Oh, okay. So I, I like, I like that word to, con- and I like, like you said, adding it with the adjective or whatnot. It makes it even better, man. But um, thank you, Roy, man. And uh, uh, that was some deep thoughts on the comedy game, man. Yes. I, I, I definitely uh, de- put it like this: if you delete your Twitter and your Facebook, man, you will be missed yes. out here on these internet streets, and, man. And I can speak personally. I know for me, um, going to the site and checking it out and things like that, it made me say, "Hey, if I hear you coming to my town, I would want to check you." I- and, and, and like I said, I guess I'm different because, like you said, I'm not trying to steal your jokes. I'm not trying to steal your act or anything like that. And that's going to be the average person. They're going to come in and be like, oh, he's funny. Let me go check him out. Oh, he's funny. Let me get his podcast. And I think 
the internet allows fans to get into the world of comedians. Years ago, you heard about comedians after they died, or you heard about the life of comedians when they did a documentary or something like that. But now being a comedian, we almost watch your life, which is kind of different. And I know as a comedian, it has to be frustrating because you always have lights, camera, action on you. It's a little different. You And it almost to an extent strips you of your privacy, which I understand that too. But at the same time, as a fan, you go, okay, if he ever comes, I want to check him. I'm like Roger, because almost a compliment to go check out the the stuff and say, hey, you're funny. I want more of you. And I, I guess agree. that's from uh, from uh, fans' perspective. Yeah. So you know, but if you delete that account, man, just make sure you delete it all the way. Because if somebody hack you, man, they're gonna be putting out corny ass jokes. Yes, and... they are. It's not. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I found me a white boy to hack somebody who's doing that. <laughs> 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 what would Julia? says that the n-word is terrible and needs to be abolished and this reminds him of slavery i'm like that man's been hacked you definitely <laughs> he loves it too much well all right man thank, thank you roy man we really do appreciate hey, it man. thank y'all a lot man royrojr.com if anybody gives a shit about where i'll be drunk this year <laughs> tour schedule wind yeah. up right there RoyWoodJr.com, right, y'all make sure y'all hit him up before he deletes it Thanks. and tries to erase his presence from the internet. Yes, we thank you for spending time with us. Thanks, Roy. All good. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. How you doing, man? Fine. My name is Burrell Limfield. I run Scab at Wings and Things. Uh-huh. And what I'm trying to find out from y'all, first off, how much do y'all charge per load? Okay, it's 69 cents a pound. Okay, well, here's what I got going on. See, I run um, Scab App Chicken Wing Things. Uh-huh. And our rotation machine went out on us. And I'm just trying to get a good scope of everything and price. Okay. Got one of my boys on the way over there now. Cause okay. Because what we're going to do is probably end up just putting four or five of our chickens up in that dryer to go ahead and just let them slow cook right quick. What are you talking about? To try and get them ready for tomorrow. Because what are you talking about? Well, because the dryers usually get up to 190, about 180 degrees. And we know what that, chickens? Well, the chickens that are on the way from one of my drivers, man. I called a couple of other places uh, to repair, man. Wait a minute. This is the laundromat. But we don't put chickens in there. Oh, well, man, for 69 cents a load, I think I'm entitled to put whatever I can. I don't think you can put chickens in, in, in the dryer. Well, I don't know what I can do because you my, could, my you boy's already on the way. You can put rags and clothes and stuff like that, but not chickens. Well, can I put a chicken inside a rag in the dryer? To no, well, I really? think you're nuts. Well, man, you can think whatever you want, but I think for 69 I'm Hey, how about it? Uh, who is this? This is Bull Rob Lemonfield. I'm calling on behalf of um, Scully's Wing Things. We're a chicken restaurant over here on West Park. You know the internal temperature of those drives there? I'm not trying to hold well, it up you much longer. Talk to my husband. Hold on. Oh, thank you. Probably 190 degrees. About 190 on that one right there. Our oven has went out, and we still got some stuff that we got to get left prepared. I want to know if there would be a big problem. I can sterilize it and everything. I want to throw a couple of chickens up in your dryer to go ahead and cook and rotisserie for the rest of the day. So we go ahead and have Oh, this stuff. is a laundromat. A couldn't, I longer. couldn't have raw food in the dryer. Well, no, sir. It'll be cooked by the time it's done. I mean, if I could just show y'all how to season them, I could show y'all how to season them and get the seasoning. I don't right. do anything with food. Do You have, uh, You can keep a couple of the chickens for yourself. I'm that's sorry, a problem. I don't have time. Sanitation's a question. We can throw a couple in the washing machine 
thing first and rinse them off. I mean, whatever you want to do to make you feel comfortable about the matter, sir. I, I wouldn't be able to let you have any of the dryers to do food in. These, these dryers are tumblers. I don't, I, I don't want them in the store. And all I need is one dryer, sir, and put two or three of them in I, there. I can't help you. Can I speak back with your wife, please? It doesn't matter. I'm the owner. I, I understand you're the owner, but maybe she's willing to um, talk a little sense into you, sir. If you could just put your wife back on the phone. Now, right? we don't have time. I own the place. I don't want to do business with you. Thank Michael, you. Michael, Mr. McClure, you can... Uh, yes, ma'am. Could you put Michael on the phone for me one more game, please? Is this the same person who wants to put chickens in the dryers? Yes, ma'am, it is. I'm sorry, we can't do that. Goodbye. Ma'am, I wanted to let Mr. McKeever know that he's not welcome at Scab Ass Wings and Things. called is no longer on the line. Uh, yes, ma'am. Have my um, boys made it over there that way just yet? No, he hasn't made it. Okay, now, uh, if I could, what was your name, ma'am? Uh, Leah. Leah, um, in, in lieu of you extending this great service to me and my um, I'm on the other line, honey. I got a customer. Ma'am, I'm trying to I'm trying to send you some food here, Leah. If you could just hold what? on a second. Uh, now, now, what kind of? I don't service no food here. We what? don't put no food in the in the dryers. I have got to go. Don't be calling here no more. Leah, please, babe. All right, so that was comedian Roy Wood Jr. From RoyWoodJr.com, we yes. got him on the show. Check him out, guys. Thank you for all the fans that spread the word. And, yes. Uh, the people that suggested that he follow us on Twitter and whatnot. And uh, it really worked out well and got some deep comedy thoughts. And, uh, yes, we did. Some ratchet-ass uh, discussions. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and get into the news. Breaking news. Breaking. Uh-oh. This must be important. Bishop Long Stroke at Polk. <laughs> Bishop Eddie Long Who wrote this? Finally agreed to make to a settlement with all the boys that he raped. It better be all of them, because if he missing one day, this ain't going nowhere. An attorney involved in a sexual misconduct lawsuits against Bishop Eddie Long said the matters have been resolved, a.k.a. the check was cut. Yes. So but, that mean that nigga did it, and he just didn't want extra information to come. I don't care what nobody says. You don't cut checks if you're innocent. Well, thank goodness for all the people that donated their hard-earned tithes to New Birth Missionary Baptist Church. Because yes. now your money is in the hands of the boys who were sexually assaulted by your yes. pastor. And I can guarantee you probably millions of dollars. Yeah, but you know, keep on writing those checks. Um, Barbara Mushalk, who represented the New Birth Missionary Baptist Church and Longfellow's Youth Academy, Say she anticipates the lawsuits will be dismissed with prejudice by close of business tomorrow. B.J. Bernstein, who, yes, Karen? What does with prejudice mean? Obviously, there's racism involved. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was I'm like, not a lawyer. I don't know what that means, actually. Um, But somebody write us and let us know. By close of business tomorrow, B.J. Bernstein, who represents the four men who sued Long, uh, who sued Eddie Long, New Birth and Longfellows also confirmed the lawsuit has been settled. Um, neither side would comment further on settlement terms were unknown. How much would say Eddie? You had a son, mm-hmm. and he was in what he was one of Longfellows, and he got uh, Eddie Long domed and, and hit from the back after he went on the trip to Africa. How much would Eddie Long have to pay you? For your son's butthole virginity. He's, he's, I, I personally think it's going to be millions of dollars. Each one of them, each one of them boys is going to be set 
for the rest of their lives. And I guarantee you, it's probably going to be some stipulation out there that says you can't talk to media, you can't go on radio, like you can't write books. I guarantee you, it's going to be some other stipulation to that. It's going to be like uh, Tiger Woods and his wife. He is not in hundred, however much you pay that bitch. It was like, hey, you can't say shit. So you would sell your son's virginity in his butt. For a couple for millions of dollars, that's what it would take to get you to shut up, Karen. Yeah, because we can fix the butthole. Millions of dollars can fix anything. <laughs> oh, Karen. <laughs> According to Bernstein office, neither she nor the plaintiffs, Maurice Robinson, Jamal Paris, Anthony Flagg, and Spencer Legrand should would be available for an interview on this matter now or in the future. So that's right. It's stipulations to that. Yeah, pretty much he paid for that silence. Yes, he did. And silence costs a whole lot of money. Speaking of a whole lot of money, mm-hmm. everybody's been talking about it. I'm not gonna get too far into the details, but apparently Kim Kardashian got a twenty and a half carat engagement ring. Good God. From Chris Humphreys. And uh they I've looked at this article where they actually compare it to other people's rings. Like her ring was supposedly two million dollars, and other people's uh, rings. Hillary Duff got a ring from hockey player Mike Comrie, fourteen carats, one million dollars. Chloe got one from Lamar for eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which really says a lot about um, Chloe Kardashian and how fine her sister is compared to her. True, any feminist would agree. Yes, they would. Beyonce's ring from Jay Z cost five million dollars. It was eighteen carats. Good God! Crazy in love, indeed, Karen. Woo! Uh, Carrie Woods ring uh, from Mike Fisher, twelve carats, eight hundred thousand dollars. Wow! I would not want that much money on my hands. Christina Aguilera had the cheapest ring, fifty-four thousand dollars for twenty carats, because she's a cheap ore. 20 carats. What was that made out of? Uh, rocks? I don't know. Everybody else got millions. You know, tw- yours is told me twice as big. Oh, I bet you that didn't sparkle nobody. Jessica Simpson's ring from Eric Johnson was eight carats for a hundred thousand dollars. Remember when uh, we watched uh, the real? Wait, no, Basketball Wives. Mm-hmm. Voice wanted that dude who basically ran a fashion show. To pay for ninety thousand dollars for a ring for her, and I was just walking in the store thinking about it. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know who the fuck is dating these women, man. Nobody's pussy is this good. No, and I don't know why. Um, and women are stupid. The mm-hmm. average woman is not gonna marry a man with this much money. And the sad part about it, you end up running a good man that will love you, won't whoop your ass, won't beat your ass, will be a good baby daddy to you for the rest of your life <laughs> because you want a fucking $2 billion ring. Well, I don't think any of these women are concerned about that type of man, though, okay? Yeah, but I'm talking about the average woman is not right. going to get no ring. Like yeah, this. yeah. a lot of women do love the, that ring, man. That, and it's, not, and it's, and it's not that important. You spend all that money on that ring and y'all don't stay together. That's pointless. Yeah, it's true. Paris Hilton had a ring that cost $2.1 million. She she also had one that was $5 million. So she got two rings. Yeah, and on top of that, I don't agree with violence. But that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to get cut for. Well, yeah. If if we break up and I bought you $2 million worth of ring, I have to kill you. It's not not a choice. Um, Speaking of having to kill somebody, this teen, she uh, was very upset with her father. Um... A Washington State man who uh, had to be airlifted to the hospital after his daughter shot him with a hunting bow because he took away her cell phone. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. 
apparently she was almost out of any time minutes. And, and that was partially his fault. He probably taught her ass how to shoot a deal. Yeah, um, it probably was. He probably, maybe it was like a Big Daddy and uh, Hit Girl and uh, Kick Ass. <laughs> so you gotta te- stop teaching your kids all this dangerous shit. Yes. The 15 year old girl refused to let her father use the phone to call for help Wednesday evening, forcing him to crawl to a neighbor's house for help. So she shot him with the arrow, and he he was like, "Oh, I need to call 911, baby. I'm gonna die." And she was like, "Oh, now who can't use the phone, nigga? Huh? It was all good wow. when I wasn't using the phone, but now look at you crawling like see, a bitch." See, this is why I couldn't be a parent. Cause you know what? I'd be like, "Okay, they would heal me, and when I got home, I would pack all her shit up. No, 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 just what you got on, cause everything ain't have bought. So I would take her ass and ship her somewhere else, and say, you know what? Let them take care of your ass." Yeah, I think you have to, man. Raising a crazy ass ratchet kid. Yes, you are. This is almost worse than the sword. The fuck you want to be Hawkeye? Like yeah, and, and then on top of that, this is your daddy, the person who sacrificed, take care of you. Is probably paying for the phone. Probably bought the fucking phone. Yeah, and uh, when the officers arrived at the house, the about thirty five miles west of Seattle, the girl fled into the woods with a bow and thirty five arrows. So she was, she was she was ready for him, wasn't she? She must have watched. What what, what what is she? Uh, what is um. The, the dude with the arrow. Robin Hood? Yeah. Yeah, she must have watched uh, Robin Hood and decided, I know how to take these niggas out. She went into the, wow, the woods she with her band dangerous. of... Wow, Yeah, she went to the woods with her band of married men. Uh, SWAT team was called in to take her into custody, and her 35-year-old father was listed in critical condition, or serious condition. Wow, yeah, I wouldn't beat her nothing like that, but she would have to go, period. You, you have to leave. Yeah. Cops said no, no one was injured seriously, you know. <laughs> Just an arrow to the face, that's you know. It. That's it. it was easy. He'll be all right. He took one to the eye. That's all. Uh, all right. So a Naples man is accused of attacking a woman with his swim noodle. You know what a swim noodle is? Hell no. It's what they have. Like kids use them a lot in the pool. Like it's these light things that float on top of the water. You grab them and you swim. They like they got long poles. Yeah, like, they're okay. like foam. They're okay, like I use them in my swimming classes. Okay, so Carl Ludwig Ichner, sixty-eight. They give his address. Was arrested Thursday by Naples officers, and they give the address of where he was arrested, on a battery charge. According to the arrest report, a woman who was at the beach with a friend observed a rotting watermelon. And no, he wasn't black, for y'all wondering. Um, (laughs) She observed a rotting watermelon that had been carved and shaped into a head sitting on the sand. The watermelon seemed to have been abandoned, so she placed it in the ocean in hopes that it would disintegrate and not attract any bugs. Uh, yeah. Okay, so you agree with her doing that? Yeah, you don't know who it belongs to. Okay, so Eichner retrieved the watermelon from the ocean and placed it back on the beach. Okay. So apparently it's his watermelon, right? Yes. So then the woman placed the watermelon in the ocean again. Okay, now that's where the problem was. That's face punching time. So Eichner approached the woman with his swim noodle full of water, dumped the water on her as she was sitting down on her towel. He then punched her in the cheek. Wow. A polite... Cheek punch, if you will. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I know y'all out there are like, oh, he shouldn't have did that. No, fuck that. It's obvious. You don't fuck with a man's watermelon, even if he's not black. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta you gotta take things to your own hands. Yeah. Stop being nosy. And when he put the shit back up that she should have known. That, that he was crazy. 
Yes. Average exactly. person will let that shit watch the seat. Come on now. Yeah. And it's obvious that he cares about that shit. Why would you just throw it back? Like, she must have got hyped up by her friends or something. Must have. But I'm sorry. That shit get your ass whipped. No, I'm like, okay. That's yours. I'm out. Uh, here's one. In another repulsive in-flight episode, a Florida man was arrested last Thursday by the FBI after he allegedly masturbated to the point of ejaculation oh. while traveling on a United Air flight to uh, en route to Colorado. Kyle Pierce, 25, was busted after the United Airlines Flight 340 arrived in Denver from Spokane, Washington. According to an affidavit sworn by FBI agent Martin Daniel, Pierce pictured at the right was named in a May 20th misdemeanor cl- criminal. That's only a misdemeanor? Jacking off on a plane? That should be a federal crime. This shit is terrorism. I guess I realized the penis ain't that, that on point. Send this nigga to Guantanamo. You can't hold it till you get on the ground. <laughs> There's bathrooms in every airport. That's what clad is. For Republican senators. It's use. the bathroom on the plane. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he was charged with making an obscene and indecent sp- exposure of his person. So they call your dick your person now? <laughs> I believe it's his dick, your honor. Uh, as detailed by Daniel, an 18-year-old woman told investigators that she was seated in row 18 next to Pierce, who was in the aisle seat. I sat next to a man on the plane who was masturbating. I heard a noise and looked over and saw his penis. Oh. The teenager recalled in a written statement, she added, he ejaculated and got some on the seat. Oh. Then he went in the bathroom for a long time. Well, shouldn't it be the opposite way? Shouldn't you be in the bathroom for a long time before you uh, jack off? Like, shouldn't you? Oh. You should have just got up and jacked off in the bathroom for a oh, long time. Oh, now they got the clean of the whole plane. That's disgusting. It's terrorism, can You know you can't bring liquids on the plane. and semen is a liquid. That's true. And it's over the eight ounces. Well, it depends <laughs> on what kind of man you messing with, Can Everybody don't have my type of screen. <laughs> the woman reported that Pierce was wearing jeans tucked into cowboy boots, introduced himself as Kyle, and then it say he was connected on to Orlando, Florida. Pierce's MySpace page describes him as a junior college student who has been a bull rider for eight years. Uh, the passenger seated behind him recalled that my friend Zach turned to me and said, that man is masturbating. And in disbelief, I don't believe anybody said, they're quoting this shit, but Nobody says masturbating. Mm-mm. Like he is jacking off. You know exactly what he said. And in disbelief, I looked and saw his penis, and he was. In his written statement, Miller reported that I hit him with the book with my book in the arm, which caused him to stop and leave for the bathroom. So he needed to get hit with the book in order to come. Cause she said he, ja- he ejaculated. So then he got hit he with like that. It rough. Well, Karen, nobody likes flying. You know, it really does make a lot of people nervous and sometimes you gotta jack off when you're nervous Aww. you know some some people sleep some people you know go for a job not this dude so um Fayetteville so you know this is gonna be ratchet oh yes we both know about Fayetteville Fayetteville North Carolina yes sir two men were sent to the hospital after the family of the woman they tried to rob beat them stabbed them and then shot them with their own gun They fuck with the wrong one. Only in Fayetteville. Yes, sir. Early Monday, 47-year-old Maria Gubara was leave, returning home to Cambridge Arms apartment after attending a birthday party. That's when 22-year-old Raphael Weddy and Terrell Battle got out of the car and tried to steal her purse at gunpoint. Gubara began screaming for help, alerting 10 to 15 friends and family members who lived at the apartment complex. Oh. 
As they came running to her aid, one of the robbers shot at them. The bullet passing through their clothing. Uh, wow, that's how close the, the bullet was. It shot at, he shot at this group of people. The bullet passed through their clothes. So he almost hit them. The man in the the man that was driving the car uh, that they got out of he drove off. He got sense because they about to get their asses whooped. A very wise decision on his part as Guevara and her family are from El Salvador. Oh, that's the wrong uh, uh, group of folks. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen the shield. El Salvadorians don't fuck around. No, they don't. And she's talking about 10 and 15. Oh, they was ready to fight. Yeah, these people have dealt with civil war and military death squads. Yes, drug wars and everything else. You ain't got shit on what they have to deal with. Right. So, um, they just decided to stop them and to arrest somebody. A friend of the victim said, it's nothing that they... Talked you skipped I'm not worried about that. That's okay. editorial shit, man. Oh, my bad. It's nothing that they talked about beforehand or planned. They tried... They're tired of being the victims of attacks and stop them, they did. Oh. With one hellacious beatdown. And you can see this dude's face. He, he's got stitches. Yeah, Like they, he's half drugged right now. They whooped his ass. When police arrived, they found both Battle and Weddy lying in a bloody, crumpled heap on the pavement. Ooh. Both suspects were shot during the in, initial struggle with the suspect's gun, and the family severely beat, stabbed, and cut both subjects. <laughs> Yeah, uh, both Battle and Weddy were taken to the hospital. Battle was released on Monday, while Weddy, who was admitted in critical condition, was released on Tuesday. Both men were placed in jail on uh, on charges of assault with a deadly weapon, with intent to kill, robbery with a dangerous weapon, conspiracy to commit armed robbery. So, yeah, don't go fucking with people in Fayetteville. Then they sh- then they probably not gonna charge her with they shitting because you they wouldn't got their asses whooped if they had to bother her. She was minding her business. Speaking of minding your business. Mm-hmm. Being legally prohibited from using the internet that you can't use it anywhere um, means that you can't use it anywhere. Not even in an Apple store. A registered sex offender was recently reminded of this fact the hard way. Uh oh. Robert Nicholas McGuire, a man who was at some point busted for possession of child porn, decided to check his Facebook account while in a California Apple store. Unfortunately, unfortunately for McGuire, or fortunately for kids, I would say, a detective who happened to be have to happen to have worked his case was in the Apple Store and recognized him. What are the odds of that shit happening? Apparently, one to one, Karen. That's wow. A one to one ratio. That shit. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> I know he looked around. I know he couldn't believe that shit. Like you again, you again. Yes, and I've been to the Apple Store. It's like fifteen hundred people in a fucking Apple Store. So maybe that's why the odds were good. Yes, twenty people in blue shirts. Yes, this shit is crowded. See what happened was that cop was in line and he was like, "This is a good way to skip line." <laughs> When the detective recognized him, he soldered up to his computer to see what McGuire was doing. He didn't just stop there, though. He strolled up to the computer next to McGuire, logged on to the Megan's Law website, a California-wide registry of sex offender, and looked up McGuire's current status. Damn. The detective discovered that McGuire was not only still on probation, but also prohibited from using the internet as a condition of his release, so he naturally proceeded to take him into custody. Wow. Wow, so... If you're prohibited from using the internet, does that mean if you like buy Roadrunner, they shut your shit down? It's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know I how it works, you know but yeah. Saying? Like, like, would, it would seem like, like it would. If you have internet, it would have to be in somebody else's name. It could be in your name. I would just think that um, when he was looking him up, you think he was like, excuse me, sir, police business. I need to confiscate this computer next to this pedophile. Thank you. 
And now to look him up. And they wow. think he looked at him like L.A. Noir. You know he did. Well, he's just like, uh, where were you the night of using the internet right now in my face? <laughs> oh, I don't know what you're talking about, officer. I wasn't anywhere. Lying. You're lying. <laughs> well, you're going to have to prove it, cop. The evidence is you right here on the internet now. Yes. The shortest case in L.A. Noir, period. In history, yes. So, uh, this mom offered to sell her teen daughter's virginity for $10,000. Oh. Yeah, I know. What a terrible mom, Karen. You would sell your son's butthole virginity, but for millions. No, I didn't say I would sell it. This happens after the fact. Oh, okay. So, if okay. So, you would just want some compensation. Yes. Because, you know, fuck your son's dignity. No, uh, it's not that. It's for the fact that he's going to be humiliated. It's more that goes to it that you, you're going to have to pay me for yeah, that. Yeah, no, no need to file criminal charges. No, let the criminal keep... Conducting church, as long as you get your money. Mother of the year. Felicia <laughs> McClure, 32, was charged Monday with two counts of aggravated sex abuse and two counts of sexual exploitation of a minor. After police say she attempted to sell her 13-year-old daughter's virginity for the low, low price of 10 Gs. Low, low. Yeah, you know, virginity, man, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a seller's market and, these days. And on top of that, I had to get back on top on, on such, but back to the Eddie Long case, they probably didn't want to deal with it any longer than they had to either. So that okay. Hey, some people want to see sexual predators brought to justice, and some people just want a million dollars. I can't tell you what to do, Karen. <laughs> just don't wonder why we ain't have kids. That's all I'm saying. No, we will not have children. You sure you still think you need to have kids, Dark Hater? Karen gonna let them get raped. <laughs> I am not. You just want the money. I am not. According to Salt Lake County Prosecutor Sim Gill. McClure's boyfriend went to the police after having seen several text messages between McClure and a man identified only as Don discussing sex acts between him and the teen. So the boyfriend, who's not even the kid's father apparently, had to find these text messages and turn this chick in. Wow. When questioned, McClure admitted to the scheme, you know, just like L.A. Noir, telling police she had promised Don that her daughter would perform oral sex and other sex acts in exchange for 10 G's. She further admitted taking the girl to a Victoria's Secret and allowing Don to watch as she and the child modeled in lingerie. Are you serious? In addition to that, McGlure also accused of sending pictures to the, of the lingerie-clad team to yet another man in exchange for money. The team reportedly told police she initially agreed with the arrangement but later changed her mind. McGlure is being held in Salt Lake City in, with $250,000 bail. Authorities have declined to comment on either of the men involved, which probably means they're still looking for them. Yeah, and they need to go to jail along with their mama. Uh, so, you know, we can't do a show without sword ratchery. That's right. Uh, more charges in the sword fight. A Huntsville man who was on the receiving end of a blade in a sword fight over money Saturday in Athens has been charged with assault along with his combatant. Jason Dennis Sisko. We going straight! The wild, wild west. Oh, Cisco. Somebody's sleeping in my bed. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. Think he had gold hair. You know he did. Blonde. I, always, I knew people with gold hair love swords. Yes, they do. Amber Rose, Cisco, Chris Brown. Ah. Uh, he was arrested Tuesday and charged with second degree assault. Athens Police Captain Floyd Johnson said. The arrest was the result of an investigation into a fight between Cisco and Dennis Green. Wait, Dennis Green, the coach for the Cardinals? Ah. So this is what Cisco and Dennis Green are up to these days. I know. Yeah, he had him too, man, but he let him off the hook and Cisco got away. Wow. 
Um, Alright, so Green was charged with first degree assault at the time. The investigation revealed that during an argument over money, Cisco hit Green at least twice with a sheathed sword, which left bruises on Green. Johnson said Green retrieved the sword from Cisco and struck him in the side of the head, cutting him on his right cheek and ear. Oh! Mm-hmm. And they were booked at the police department, so... Swords bring out the ratchet. Yes, they do. Um, this is my favorite story of the day. Man says pants missing at the liaison. Well, I'll read it. The tale of misfortune begins with a trip to Fort Pierce and a woman with real big thighs. Mixed in the ah! plot. That's how I like. It. Mixed in the plot was an hourly lodging establishment and gin and drinks. In the end, a 24-year-old man told police his silver trousers, ball rental car, cash, and other items went missing. Wow. Who has silver pants in these days? I have no idea. A 30-year-old man told Fort, po- Fort Pierce police he lent his rented Dodge Avenger May 19th to his 24-year-old friend who he said encountered some misfortune and the car was stolen. The friend, a Vero Beach resident, resident said he borrowed the vehicle about 5 p.m. and drove to Fort Pierce to meet a female acquaintance. When he arrived, the woman who he was supposed to meet didn't answer the phone. Seek so he sounds like he went to call a prostitute. And she just and she didn't answer the phone yeah. when he went out there or something. So he was seeking female companionship, so the man drove uh to a park at North Thirteenth Street and Avenue End where he saw females hanging out. They were hanging out alright. <laughs> hanging out of their clothes. Yes, sir. It sounded like he went looking cruising for prostitutes to yeah, me. Yeah, talking about them silver pants. He got them from the tin man. He spotted a woman in her early he's Spot a woman in her early to mid twenties with real big thighs Ooh. and a light complexion. Hey, she had big old ass and she was light skinned. Did you know she was high yellow? And they ended in the uh, dodge. They ended up in the dodge. The man said they talked for about an hour when he talked her out of her pants. Oh, yeah, he was on that red bone can. Yes, he was. They drove to a lodging establishment that rents rooms by the hours. And he, and, he, and he gave the woman with real big thighs $30 for a room. Both drank several drinks containing gin. Duh. Uh, so, <laughs> they describe how you make gin. Shut the fuck up. Wow. The man got intoxicated and they engaged in liaison. And when he woke up, the woman with real big thighs was missing. As were his rental car keys, silver trousers, gold bracelet, a watch, and $282 in cash. Wow. Yeah, sounds like that. And I know one thing. He didn't take the tips from Mac for Mac in Chicago. Mm-mm. He, he got rolled. Nothing. He got rolled. He's a trick. They got trick rolled. Yes. Uh, I'm not reading this whole story because everybody's probably been talking about it, but apparently these thieves got some more weed. They rammed the front door of a, a beauty salon and stole $10,000 worth of weed. Good God, that's some expensive help. Y'all better start locking this weave up, man. The streets is talking. Yeah, we believe is a multi-billion dollar business, man. Yeah, and the last story. Naked man rammed condo with dump truck. <laughs> a local man faces numerous charges, numerous charges after allegedly driving a dump truck into the South Berwick home Wednesday night while naked, then picking a fight with the resident. Oh, oh, so you run a dump truck in my car and then you want to fight my ass? Into the house. Yeah, you run you run your truck into my house, you butt naked, you won't fight me. Yeah. Uh Eli T. Hutchins, twenty-four, was arrested. 
by the police and charged with driving under the influence of drugs. Oh, what? He was on drugs? I'm surprised. Uh, two counts of assault and aggravated criminal mischief. Police say he drove his 1994 Ford one-ton duck truck over a series of lawns and into the front of 21 Woodland Hills. Man, he could have killed somebody. What is, what's wrong with people? Hutchins had been at a party at another unit in the condominium complex and was involved in a confrontation there before getting behind the wheel just before 11 p.m. That confrontation led to one of the assault charges. Hutchins' truck smashed a gaping hole through the exterior wall of the single-story apartment, crashing into the kitchen. Wow. Yes, he was crashing that party. He crashed the house party. Yeah, he crashed it for real. A resident of the seven year, a resident and his seven year old son was sleeping in a nearby bedroom. The front of the truck came to a rest less than fifteen feet from my bed. Ooh. Uh, it went through what was he doing? Did he steal the truck or was it just his truck? Like I think it said it was his truck. He just drives a fucking jump truck. That's crazy, man. Yeah, he said yep. Yeah, he has a he drives a people that own swords and drive dump trucks. I don't trust it. The fuck you doing driving a dump truck like a personal vehicle? A one ton dump truck too. Um, let's see. It went through the kitchen and damaged the door- bedroom wall. Police say Hutchins immediately attacked the resident, resident whose name was not released. The resident responded by hitting Hutchins twice in the head with a hammer. I'm Tom. I'm trying to tell you, I whooped his ass too. Yeah, like you nagged, so you definitely had the disadvantage. Sound like he was going hammer. Yes. Blammer, blammer, Damn, blammer. I'm surprised he hit him in the head. He hit him in the dick. I bet you that solved that problem. Wow. Okay, we don't have to take it there. Okay, it's just all the man did was wreck into your house with a dump truck. There's no need to go hitting him in the dick. That's crazy. The millions of dollars of damage. What? <laughs> Hutchins was taken to York Hospital for evaluation and released to be taken to the county jail where he is being held. Yeah, I bet you one thing. I sure to keep your clothes on. So the the, the house the, the the apartment got a lot of damage and the truck is a complete loss. Wow. Yeah. So, they're uh, waiting on police resources, reports to see what kind of drugs that motherfucker was on. I'm sorry. You dug up. I bet you he'd have did that to the male side of those people. I bet you they'd have whipped his ass. <laughs> run, you run your fucking truck into my house. And they would have ran him. Me. They would have ran him over with his own truck. Hell yeah. They'd have backed that shit up and ran him over. Beep. Beep. Ouch. <laughs> yes. Beep. Beep. Yes, Ouch. That's all you'd have been hearing. Alright, man. Well, this has been another episode of the Blackout Tips. We'd like to thank Roy Wood Jr. for being on the show with yes, us. Yes, thank you. Of course, this show is sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions and the audio play Dancy. Make sure you go get that shit for 99 cents. Yes, guys. Shadow Dog Productions put out, puts out a great product. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm say that again. That is in DAT. You can always find us at theblackouttips.com. Make sure you donate. Uh, we love when we get recurring donations, uh, the people like that. Email the show, theblackouttips at gmail.com. Send us a voicemail, 704-557-0186. And we will respond to those on Saturday mornings when we do our feedback show. Um, so, until next time, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. I got the world in my hands, the master plan, but I don't know why to keep going, why to keep all of these girls in my shows, they loving me, but I don't know why to keep going, why to keep calling you.
models to the floor right now. All the models to the floor right now. What? All the models to the floor right now. All the models to the floor right now. I'm in my Chris studio with a Veronica Webb. No Amy Lennox, she has absolutely no fears. Alina Sosa, Selena E. Basic. Grew up on my people, speak that Jordan Dunn language. Make a phone call, I think John Smalls. I wonder how I feel, and Lower Stone's walls. Just if you don't, y'all, I would damage her. And see a Jessica Stam, got the stamina. I'm in the car with Leo and the Benz Swerve. I heard Bob was friends with Effie Ginsburg. Coco Rocha, Kate Mimosa, Alessandra Ambrosia, Andre Rubik and Olga, Curry Lingo, tell her I'm very single, Abby Lee too, I'm a freak boo, I'm wildin', I'm on a thousand, I wanna see Irina shake it's a thousand. Miami nights on a search for some TNA Trying to hide what's obvious to seeing me We conversate a bit about your DNA And my salmon color suit from the VMAs Oh, you was watching? Who the fuck wasn't? Me skip across that stage in five dozen Yeah, six grand for a minute's time Italian Vogue styled a nigga for a minute rhyme Let's be clear and let's be fair The best thing in music's being offered here it's a round table full of bosses here Still giving you a all like the call I got the world in my hands Your 
game They call me less, but they all need more relief uh, Handcraft material, champagne for cereal Shorty stole my heart criminal My lucky charm, fly clothes and live shows Take the stuff we own Stuff all my problems in that palm And I'm puffing strong I've been locked in my way of thinking Now my cups are gone Must have been the liquor talking I'm begging the cups, come on I come off irregular I come in custom form CGIFGT reads my hustler's poem My sound's full grown Reminds me of my favorite chronic Ball like a supersonic Make the haters vomit Nigga make some money for you, make a comment I meant to snap a while ago, but who knows where the time went Probably dime chicks, whips, what a pity Now I'm back like a nine milli Bunny, New York City, see me clearly through the storm The world's mine, it's pretty in my palm Sean Thorne is looking to me wrong Basic steel, Dior galore, I love the cut.